Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. We invite you to join us on this voyage as we learn about transformational leadership and the new political party, One Nation. Space Court, Space Court. We would like to introduce you to the curious skeptic, Rachel Louise Villaverde. Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon, Gemini Rising. Tell me about this transformative leadership course that you're going to be doing. Yes, this is the second part of a course that I did last spring called MITT, Mastery in Transformational Training. And And can you give us a little context of who leads this, where it's from, all the things? We would like to introduce you to the gifted storyteller, Benjamin Yamin Ross. Scorpio Sun, Virgo Moon, Cancer Rising. So it started out branching off of the organization that is currently Landmark, but was previously this sort of strange culty pyramid scheme thing that ended up getting broken up by a lawsuit. And when it fragmented, the person who founded it had to sell the intellectual property of the program. They couldn't run it anymore. And so it started as Landmark and MITT after that. I mean, they're very similar to each other. They're basically psycho-spiritual reprogramming that happens through some combination of... I'll just paint a picture. You go to the LAX Marriott Hotel, and you get your name tag and sign in, and you sit in one of their ballroom conference rooms, and you're with maybe 200, 250 other people. And there's this sort of pop psychologist who like comes out to some music and like gets everyone excited and then immediately starts picking people out of the crowd. And like they ask them some questions that elicit the way that they've constructed reality. And then he just like brutally like breaks apart that context like almost at a level that's like kind of violent and uncomfortable. But then eventually you kind of have this like sick desire to be broken apart. Like, uh, break me open. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then there are all these exercises where like you sit facing across from someone and you just start screaming at them about why they're not choosing their best life. Like all of this stuff that's just meant to like totally like like break you apart and then they start to put you back together and there's actually a part of it that's very similar to constellation therapy Mm -hmm. um something that we've experienced together Mm -hmm. where one person represents your mother or your father and you have a conversation with them but then at a certain point they put on this really cheesy music like and then the like pop psychologist gets on the microphone is like as the music is playing he's like why why did you make your father into the enemy that he never was why would you do this why would you separate yourself from the love that was always there for you and And as cheesy and lame as it is with the music and they dim the lights and this person is like representing your parent, inevitably you break down and you're just like, why did I do that? I, 
I created a context that actually like limited me from perceiving the love that was actually present in my life the whole time. And as weird and bizarre as it is to have this all this healing happening in a Marriott conference room, (laughs) (laughs) I I walked out of it feeling this in a somewhat similar psychic state of the way that I felt coming out of the pasta where you like there's a sense of being like clean and clear of like all of the weird baggage that you've been holding on to that you weren't really aware of that comb in your hair that you just didn't know was there. You're like, oh, like you shaved your head and you're like, suddenly you can feel the wind on your skull. You know, like that, that sensation of like being able to like be freer than you were before. And to a certain extent, the basic course felt kind of like emotional kindergarten. And the cultiest part of it is that at the very end, when you're feeling awesome, they're like, you know, if you really are committed to this, you'll go put your deposit down for round two right now. But hey, you know, if you actually secretly still hate yourself, you know, and you don't want to do it, totally fine. Yeah. And so they draw the connection between like your healing and paying the money. Yeah. And I hope the advance is for like, you'll pay it now and the conference isn't for another five years. Like that's, <laughs> that's where I would really like, you know? <laughs> yeah. But then the beautiful thing is people who actually authentically don't have that money, they like are so jazzed about their transformation and their like self-actualization that they like grab the microphone and get up in the front of them. And they're like, I don't have the money, but I'm going to do whatever it takes. If you want me to babysit your kids, if you have that money right now and you can support me, like I will do whatever it takes. And then people actually stepped up and there was a fund that was created by everyone in the room to support the people who didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, that felt authentic to mm-hmm. like people actually caring about each other and their, their transformation. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually pretty stoked about going to advance. (laughs) (laughs) Were you one of the people that made your deposit when that altar call happened? Total transparency. I was gifted $100 from someone in my group. And then I put the rest on my parents' credit card. Okay. Which felt weird. The answer is yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't doubt them. You know, I understand the power in numbers. I understand the power of transformation. I'm for it. How many parts is this transformative leadership program? You can keep going down the hole if you want. You can just keep paying them money. They suggest once a year or like, is this the big conference once a year? You know, they don't want you. I don't think they encourage you to do it over again, although you can. Um, they just is it want different you levels? Is that what the deal is? Into multiple levels. And there's like the legacy program after that. And then there's like a year long thing where you're like checking in with this group of people every week and you're raising money for charity together and you have accountability buddies for like doing the things that you've said you're going to do to self-actualize. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm pretty convinced that after this one, I'm not going to be participating any longer. I've been told that advanced is actually like where most of the work happens. And then after that, you could just do it on your own. After your first transformative leadership conference, how did you use those tools? Maybe start with one, what were the tools that were given? And two, how did you use those tools? I think the primary one is being accountable to my word, which is something I'm still actively in process around where if I commit to something, I follow through with it. And if I'm not able to follow through that, I'm like being very transparent and clear in my communication. Whereas before I would hide behind certain things or make excuses or get anxious about having those clear communications and feel like I'd let that person down and then let myself down. And so primarily in the context of just being very clear and direct in my communication. 
creating clear boundaries around what I am committing to. So not over committing from a sense of obligation so that I can be in full integrity where I recognize how much I was looking for external validation, which led me to make choices that were actually not in integrity. And have you seen progress in that arena? I have. And I've also seen backsliding into some of those same patterns. Do you know what kind of topics or skills will be discussed in the upcoming conference? I think the the one piece that I am aware of is that you come out with a very clear personal mission statement of this is a written contract with me and my higher self. This is who I am committed to being, who I understand my higher self to be. And I'm going to hold myself accountable to like perpetually strive to embody that mission and so you actually go through a process of getting clear on what that is and then you leave with like a written statement it's like these are my gifts is i'm committing to showing up in the world i hope it's a scroll you know yeah be nice hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> how many cults are you in right now i mean how how many like maybe i should my, say how many realities are you creating right now the nice thing is that i'm actually consolidating it down to one reality and that's the one thing that i think is actually the most powerful about this project is that it is like the, the most meta container where I feel like everything can be contextualized in a like, single coherent reality. It's very helpful. It's very helpful. Yeah. yeah. So I chose to come here to help launch a new political party called One Nation. And the idea of this political party is to transcend duality and to bring people back together as a human family and to really create in the long term a thriving planetary civilization where one nation works at all scales. So you're, you're one with yourself, you're one with your community, you're one with your country, and you're one with your planet. And so that's the context in which we're going to DC. On 11-11-2019, we are going to be announcing this political party to the world on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And I'm going to be filming that announcement as well as filming the formal announcement video that's going to go out on January 1st, 2020, announcing this new political movement using politics in a way that was initially kind of triggering for me because I've always felt like I had more of an anarchist background. I was more interested in the interpersonal human to human aspect of transformation and collective healing. And what this project really opened me up to is actually like our government doesn't need to be in the context that it has been. It can actually be a vehicle for bringing us together. So we're going to be filming in all of these iconic places around the United States, starting in New York City, particularly at the Statue of Liberty. Then we're going to go to Philadelphia to Independence Hall where the Declaration of Independence was signed. Then we're going to go to D.C. Then on the 12th, I'm flying back to L.A. And on the 13th, I start this transformational leadership training. When you say we're starting a political party, do you have a legal team? Like, what does that mean and entail to start a political party? There are certain legal requirements registering with the government as an entity. And there's like a certain tax code qualification of the entity, and that's all been done. And there's certainly campaign finance restrictions of how much money you can receive. And we have a, a transparency project where all of the financing is public record, unlike most political parties where that's kept secret. And we're also live streaming pretty much the entirety of our process, including the interpersonal stuff, including the conversations about how to present it to the world so that nothing is hidden. So yeah, there is a legal entity that exists that is one nation, but also looking at how to transcend what that's meant. 
previously. How many people are in One Nation? Currently, there's about 250 early adopters. um, And we're hoping in the run-up to 2020, we bring that number up to about 1,000. And then by the end of 2020, we're hoping to have multiple thousands of people as members. And then in the long-term goal in, in 2021 and 2022, having local officials run under the One Nation platform, which is all about interact citizen interactivity, meaningful conversations and authentic communication, collective decision making. So each candidate will have their own online transparency site where people who are part of that constituency. So like, let's say you have someone running for mayor in your town under this platform, you get to actually go and have your voice heard directly online. And those conversations that are happening between the constituencies are what informs the policies that those leaders are bringing forward so that there's more of an actual like direct democracy. And the idea is, yeah, by the end of 2022, there's a number of cities that will have One Nation council members or mayors. By 2024, another presidential campaign. How does one become a member of One Nation? There is a membership fee that members are asked to pay, although there are various options for low-income members. You can make a zero dollar monthly contribution but there's a sort of like energy exchange like helping to build something financially and you just go to one nation.party and you register and then you're part of the network and there's personal transformation like coaching available for all members to help them step into their own forms of leadership and the idea is that like we all have unique gifts at various levels of feeling empowered to share with the world so part of creating a thriving future is actually empowering individuals to understand what their unique gifts are and then figure out how to participate in a collective where they get to bring their unique gifts and collaborate with others. So that's what part of membership is, is once you become a member, there's a process that we go through with each person to identify what their gifts are and then help them find ways to contribute those gifts. Who or what uncovers that? It's currently being a program being led by someone named Cody Westerland, who is definitely from a star nation that sent him here to help the planet. He's very clearly a higher dimensional being that came onto the planet with a very clear purpose. Um, and so that's, that's the role that he's playing. Does he look at you and then he tells you these are your gifts? Do you fill out paperwork? What is the process? It's like a dialogue where you explore what you've been passionate about, where you feel your, your innate gifts are, where you feel like your growth edge is, where you feel most alive. Eventually, I think bringing in things like human design and astrology Christopher, who founded the party, is kind of feels like astrology might turn some people off because they're still in their rational minds about like, well, how could the stars affect who I am? And so there's other ways of breaking down the person's personality that might be based in astrology, but give people an, a context that they're less triggered by. Did you go through this process? I did. And what gifts were identified for you? The gift of storytelling and creating context. So part of that earlier conversation that we had about different reality tunnels in my gene keys, my life's purpose is the highest expression of it is epiphany. And epiphany is when you experience a context that expands your perception. So my role in the party is to understand what are the different contexts of reality that people are coming from and how to create a shared context where all of those make sense with each other. You're the bridge maker. Yeah. 
Fine. And that's to me what storytelling is. Like a, a story is just a context for interpreting reality. And so what is the biggest story that we can tell for the moment that we're in as an individual, as a country, as a species that helps people see themselves as related to a, a greater whole? Big projects. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about depth. I... <laughs> How deep can we go? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are you ready to be a member? Plain and simply, no, I'm not interested in being a member of a political party, <laughs> whether it's new or old. <coughs> but I am fascinated by, I think, the mission and premise of what you're creating. So for that, you could call it anything and it would have my interest and I would consider membership. And I think where Space Court and One Nation certainly can coincide is the idea of sharing gifts. And that's something that I believe very much in. And so I find it fascinating that you have someone that is, yeah, kind of having coaching dialogue and discourse, uncovering what that gift is, and then implementing it into whatever programs that you're putting in place where it can be used and shared. So for that, I definitely would like to learn more about it and send people your way you know i want to see some tangible things too so i'm very excited for there to be live opportunities to witness or engage in the movement that you're starting so we're actually going to be having these listening events as ways to start giving people the experience of what it's like to coexist in a shared reality and we're going to have those in Austin and LA and San Francisco and San Diego. And there are going to be opportunities for people to not only better understand what their unique gifts are, but also being in a sense of shared reality with a larger group of people through deep listening and authentic communication. And so I'd love to invite you and anyone who's listening to come to those events as they happen probably in the, the first few months of 2020. I feel like we end up living in these very specific reality tunnels that have been exacerbated by social media where we only see a certain perspective feeding back in on itself. So these experiences are going to be ways for people to actually come face to face and see different perspectives from their own and find that sense of absolute truth together. That sounds like a great starting point to get a flavor. Space Court, Space Court.